This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Casey Biggs and Jeff Combs about their upcoming virtual uh, meet and greet with the fans this weekend on Sunday, June 7th. Or, I'm sorry, the virtual Q&A on Sunday, June 7th, and then the meet and greet on June 10th. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, happy we're to be just, here. And we're just as confused about what they're called as you are. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a little tongue-tied, but that always happens uh, when I get the chance to talk to anybody of interest. Casey, how are you today? I'm good, and I'm always happy to have social intercourse virtually with you. Oh, my. There we are. Don't use the word intercourse with me, please. <laughs> yeah, Ever. I know you're too old for that, so. <laughs> oh, well, we're good today. Well, gentlemen, I'm so, glad Casey, that you both could. Tell you? Well, well, I'm glad you both could rise to the occasion with this conversation. Oh, brother. Uh, here we go. That's right like out that, of the yeah. box. That's yeah. the box. Right out of the box. <laughs> you know what? You got you guys set up the T ball for that one. Well, I know man. we we do that for each other. We, we can, uh, we're good fluffers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, gentlemen, it's been That's a pleasure. Right. No, I'm That's right. I know. Bye. Bend over, I'll drive you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! So what, Archie? What do you want to know? What, uh, what can we yeah, tell you? Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys still are able to keep your sense of humor through all of this. I mean, 2020 has been quite a challenging year so far. We've had murder hornets. We've had uh, the release of aliens that uh, came and went. There's the cane toads. We had a we had riots. Unfortunately, the passing of George Floyd, and then we still have COVID nineteen. So these virtual meet and greets uh, look like they're going to be here for quite a while. Well, well I hope so. you're not right, it's not gonna... but uh, I'm afraid in the short term you you may be. Uh, yeah, but we yeah. did just I mean, get. It does leave something to be desired, I think, because you know the the the, the in person the in person uh, sensibility of it all is what everybody craves. Uh, but you know, as long as we can, you know, still provide the uh, information and the entertainment, that's good. Well, the important Amazing thing that it uh, that people have found a way to fill a gap. Uh, you know, nothing beats the uh, meet meeting people in reality. But I guess we'll go with virtual. Well, I mean, we got to make the best of it. But the the great thing is is that you can still interact with the fans through these virtual meet and greets and Q and As. Uh, we just got word that the Las Vegas convention has been moved to December ninth through the thirteenth. So there's going to be some sense of normalcy where we get to interact with each other again in person. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I, I literally just got back about four or five days ago. I drove across country to New York to, to do some stuff, and the first stop was in Vegas. I was in a very, very luxurious RV, you know, with like three televisions and two bedrooms and all that stuff. And, and we were in an RV place in Las Vegas and took – I had had this uh, electric bike, went – and took it down the strip for about six miles, and it was deserted. There were a few other bikers. That was it. People on bikes. Nothing. No lights on. No dancing waters. No, it was like you're in a science fiction movie. It was so fascinating. Uh, if you strange. saw something that will be no one has ever seen before, right? Yeah. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, keep our fingers crossed that by December. 
who knows? You know, I don't know. Who knows? But we'll see. Well, we creation, the fluid, creation's got their stuff together. I don't know if we can count on anything at this point. This is true, but no, it's okay. You know, we got uh, fire trucks going by as well on this end, so everything's okay. Uh, What time is the Q&A and the meet and greet this weekend, gentlemen? Sunday, I believe it's 10 a.m., right, Jeff? That's right. We're trying to accommodate our uh, European, European, British and European fans. Uh, For them, that would be a cocktail hour, I would imagine. (laughs) And then on Wednesday, I believe it's 4 p.m., right? Right, 4 p.m. Yeah. So for our now we don't what now we don't care about the uh, European <laughs> contingent. That's for the early risers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, well, Star Trek has always been you know hope and this futuristic utopia that we've longed for, and right now we need all as much hope as we can get. Um, being a part of something for for so long in these 25 plus years of what's been going on with the the franchises that you guys have been a part of uh what does it say to the audience in the you know what's going on with the world today is the is there still room for hope I always i mean you know to me to me i i would sort of lean i think all all or most art should somehow end up in some kind of, of, of message of hope, you know, I mean, uh, and, and obviously Star Trek was that from the get go in the beginning and, and had a brilliant way that, uh, Roddenberry came up with, with dealing with, uh, uh, with racism or sexism or anything because we're aliens. We can talk about this kind of stuff. And, uh, I think that, uh, uh, particularly when Jeff and I have been over and I have and Jeff as well, like in European uh, conventions and meetings and stuff over there, that's pretty much they they respond to that almost more than they respond to the celebrity of it. They like they like what the show represents represented in terms of of of, of uh, human civil sensibility of it. And uh, I, I took that away from. Me. I was at a at a convention in, in Italy one time, and I was really blown away by by what their sense of community was in terms and in what Star Trek did for them in sense of community. So I think it's great. Well, it's a, uh, it's, you know, a, a Star Trek is foundation of its, of its beliefs that are exuded is basically founded in human rights. Uh, all, all, all people are equal. Uh, the, the era, uh, no one is above in anyone or shouldn't be and uh, and can't we um, can't we find common ground as opposed to accentuating our differences and these are universal these are universal maxims that uh, should be embraced and people are thirsty for that Especially- I visited a high school in Germany uh, a number of years ago where the entire curriculum of the school was based on the premises of of uh, uh, Star Trek, it was it was extraordinary. Wow. There were about 300 students in in this uh, in the school, and uh, you know inclusion and and uh, ethics and morality and all that kind of stuff. But it was all based in a in a in a tradition of what Star Trek represented. Uh, If if Deep Space Nine, as a space station, was not a metaphor for a 
crossroads of humanity, um, right? Uh, then I don't know what is. Right. Well, Jeff, you've been on three various iterations of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, and Voyager. Uh, what's the reaction to you, whether it's fan base or just series base, since you've been on very various incarnations of, of the franchise? What's my what's people's reaction? I I, I hope it's a, a good one. Uh, I hope they're not saying, "Oh no, not him again." <laughs> well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what Casey you have to give saying. the part to him. Jeff Casey again. is not really a fan of mine. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, does it ever come up? It's like, oh, I liked you on Enterprise better than Voyager, or Voyager better than Deep Space Nine, or so on and so forth. I'd say one of the top three questions I always get is, which one is your favorite character to play? And I, Casey, would probably know my answer to that, don't you, Casey? Uh, yes, of course. Any any one that you're in a scene with me with. Besides that, I would also say. Yeah, come on, way you, way you, and way you, and even, even, even more than uh, Shran. Shran was the blue guy. Was Shran. that Shran? Was? Shran. Shran, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> and then there was Brunt or Bunt or something. What was it? Oh, you're so pathetic. It's what you are. It's Brunt. <laughs> but Way Yun was iconic. Way Yun, Jeff. What Jeff did with Way Yun was was extraordinary. He walked that fine line of being a lackey and being a being a uh, you know, a brilliant, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, not a diplomat. A, uh, diplomat, yeah. I mean, and all that. But that was, uh, to me, that's the that's my favorite character that he's done. Well, thank you. Besides, of, besides, of course, uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. So there you well, go. thank you. So, <laughs> I, you know, I got to play literally as an actor, and I don't mean this literally, I mean it figuratively, many colors. Uh, we you, and I have to say this every time is I couldn't do that, the differences without the help. Uh, we we have people behind us that put together a package that makes Demar distinct from anybody else. The makeup, the the the, 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 the wardrobe, everything that they do to support us is top top drawer and. Uh, that's why it's so effective. You have a team behind you. Yeah, and Deep Space Nine was particularly like that in terms of of being on the same team. You know, yeah. Um, we had a, the, the, a lot of the actors were similarly trained. You know, so they all sort of spoke the same language. The directors they brought in were very attentive, and and obviously it doesn't if it's not on the page, it's not on the stage. We just had such a great uh, writing room. Headed up by uh, Ira Bear, you know. I mean, you look at Ira, Ira and Ron Moore and Hans Beemler, and I mean, those great, terrific writers who have all gone on to do great things beyond that as well. And uh, as Ira always said, <clears throat> Deep Space Nine as a as a cast was a deep bench. Yeah, uh, you could yeah. turn around and uh, pick somebody and go, you go out there, and they would they would deliver. So yeah, impressive. you look at Rom and you look at, uh, you know, Aaron Eisenberg. Andrew and, uh, Robinson. Andy Robinson and some guy named Jeff Combs and that, uh, who's that tall skinny guy, Ducat, what's his name? Yeah, you know? Mark Alimo. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, and Ira said something that we should discuss uh, 
Well, I guess that's on our on our uh, meet and greet. We need to discuss a limo, and I don't know what that's about. But uh, are you sure that we should do that? <laughs> when when this was posted on Twitter, I posted it, and Iris said, "You know that we were going to be doing this." Iris said, "A limo, discuss." Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, that's a lot of direction that you were given. Uh, it was a it was a point on the compass that he he pointed to. <laughs> well, Mark, no, come on, Mark, Mark, Mark was the iconic bad guy in Star Trek, and to this day, he doesn't think he was a bad guy. To this, no, very which day. is a testament to anybody who plays the bad guy. They don't play a right. bad guy. They play a guy with a different plan, a different agenda. I see it a different way. And you justify what you're doing. You don't go two-dimensional, yeah, uh, and a bad guy. You don't play bad. You play your goal. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, and if people label you something, that's that's what they do. But you don't see yourself that way. No, 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 no. Well, gentlemen, with so many roles, I'm sorry. Please, please continue. That's all. Oh, I was going to ask, you know, there there have been so many roles that have come and gone, whether you've played a part in a film or a TV series or on stage, that someone would, might have come up to you and said, oh, I remember you in this, and you might have gone, oh, I was in that, I don't remember, it's been so long ago. But, you know, 25 plus years, Deep Space Nine and all these other franchises that have been have been available to us, and it leaves this lasting legacy. I mean, we go 50 years plus with the original series, and so on and so forth. What is it like being a part of such a legacy that now people are bringing their kids to the conventions to meet you guys when they're like, oh, I grew up watching you, now my kids are growing up watching you? Well, it's not only that. They name their kids after us. You know, that's what's fascinating. I mean, I've met so many people that have named their kids after characters in Star Trek. And it's and also so many people, Jeff, you can, you can attest to this too. They, they, they've chosen their life path. Uh, in education and work, having to do with it, engineering or, yeah. or all that it kind of stuff. It inspires them to pursue aeronautics, to pursue, uh, you know, ast- astronomy. Uh, because it plans- I mean, we've met, we've met astronauts who are fans of the show, you know. We, <laughs> some of these conventions, they, some of the astronauts come and they say, yeah, we were big fans of the, of the, of the series. You know, and... Uh, Way, way back when, an astronaut came up to me, and he handed me a test tube with a stopper in it, and he said, this is for you, that is moon dust. Wow. I thought you were going to say it was urine, so I had it tested. You know? <laughs> well, well, no. It was, you know, moon dust. Wow. What? 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 My God, my that's my great. God. That's great. I've never had it tested. It could be just, you know, fucking sand from, uh, you know, from Alabama for all I know. Now they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to bleep you out of it. Right. You said no. <laughs> it's all right. We'll oh. let it slide for for what we're discussing oh. today. Oh, I forgot. Uh. Oh my God. I think that it'll be in print, and he'll he'll take that out. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, with everything that's been going on, you know, you guys were a huge part and still are a huge part of science fiction. But some of the science fiction technology that you were using back then has now become science fact. How oh, much? Exactly. But how much yeah. fun is that to sit there and go, you know, now we have tablets and we have smartphones and we have everything else 
that's available that you guys used on screen that they just like was just a prop and now has become reality. It's remarkable. I've been watching reruns on BBC America of Deep Space Nine, and they're just casually holding these tablets and punching them, moving around, and I'm thinking, this was so remarkable when they were first doing it. The idea that these little thin things that they could hold would be able to do this, and yet no one understood at the time that that was coming. And here we are. You look at it and go, well, that's normal. Yeah, there was one episode that we did that that Mark and I and uh, somebody else, we were on the ship. There had no windows on. And we had these little things in our ears, right? And I said, oh, man, this is just too weird. Two years later, everybody had these damn things in their ears. You know, there was just Bluetooth uh, telephone things. Right. And at the time, I thought, that's oh, that's, that's a little bizarre. But right. uh, there you are. Right. It's life, life imitating. I had a little lens that popped out and right in front of one of, one of my eyes during battle scenes. I was thinking... What is this? And now, you know, this whole virtual world that people can just see by placing something in. You know, Jeff and I, Jeff and I, in the last uh, convention, maybe last year in Vegas, Jeff, we went, we did a virtual meet and greet with people around the world. Right. You know, and you put those AI stuff on the glasses and these things, and we have avatars and they're. They were all um, avatars with just a mishmash of fantasy and sci fi. And it's just. Like this, you know, very sexy body with a voice down here like this, you know. But I thought, wow, this is this is exquisite and extraordinary that we're actually meeting with fans. I mean, there were people from from Italy, from behind the, the uh, you know uh, East Germany and France and all that in this room talking to us. Now that was just just really it's something. Pretty startling. Pretty startling. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how much technology has come along. But, Casey, real quick, you mentioned that you went to that school with the 300 students in Germany where everything was based on Star Trek philosophy. Did they at least allow you to teach a lesson, or were you honorary principal for a day? Like, how would that work out on the visit? Well, we, you know, we came in, and they did. It was they forbidden. Did. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they did, you know, they did a little uh, uh, assembly for us where they performed some music and stuff. I mean, there were murals of all of the characters around the the walls in the school, uh, and I think we, you know, presented some award or something. It was it was uh, um, Vaughn Armstrong and I went to do oh, it. I, just just knocked me out. Just knocked me out. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, I know uh, you know this weekend we have the Q and A on Sunday morning, and uh, then there's the the virtual meet and greet as well. Uh, the top tipper, I believe, also gets time with you guys just. A two a two on one conversation is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. That scares my understanding. me. <laughs> Lisa, yeah. Casey, that's like. <laughs> well, I know you're so old now. You just like to watch. So it's I okay. just like to watch Eve. <laughs> yes, that's that's a quote from. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting thing. I, you know, to me, it's intriguing that you know within an hour or so we can have people literally from literally all over the world where they don't have to leave their you know their home or their man cave or whatever, whatever it is you're going to be doing for a while. It is and, uh, um, a remarkable connectivity that we have now. Uh, and in a pinch, it'll do. Right now, we're in yeah. a pinch. But it, it seems the fact yeah, that we're... Interesting able- to t- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it'll be interesting what this does to uh, film and television production as it moves into the future. You know, uh, um, 
I don't know about you, Jeff. You know, we know, I know a lot of people that are doing performances on, on Zoom and all of that kind of stuff. To me, they're not performances. They're not, you know, I don't think it's like it's uh, like a, you know. What I find fascinating is that as performers, we are sort of having to take on the responsibilities for all of the other aspects of filmmaking uh, that we never had to worry about anymore. Uh, it used to be that you would audition by going in your car somewhere and walking in and meeting them and reading, and they'd say, thank you very much. Now it's at home. Uh, lighting, camera. Yeah, um, the last three jobs I got to, I got were just, you know, filming the scene in my you know, my living room or whatever. Editing. Uh, we are, we've become tech. As well as well as uh, worrying about bringing a scene alive, we have to think about you know side lights and a key light and a, how's the sound. It's um, yeah, yeah. But on the bright side, you didn't get stuck for forty five minutes on the one hundred one freeway. That's very happy about that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a. Weird. I mean, I, I live I live three what two three how many hours north of L.A. And I, if I never have to go. I never have to go in there again. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> oh. oh man, uh, gentlemen, you know, before I let you go, uh, you know, sometimes you get asked some very unique questions or have some very unique interactions at these conventions. Uh, I was talking to uh, Dominic the other day about some of the interactions that he's had, and you know, there was one guy that, uh, or a, it was, a, I believe it was a crossdresser that had some Star Trek Speedos that decided to show them off for him at a convention. Has anything like that happened to you guys in regards to any of these uh, previous events, especially with the 19th annual Star Trek convention coming up in December? Uh, obviously, in the virtual meet and greets, you're not going to get somebody flashing you. Hey, R.C., let's yes. make this the last question, sure. okay? Thanks. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, uh, you know, I'm always amazed when people come up to me and um, pull up their pant leg or and, and show me a um, a tattoo of me on their body, a person or their arm, and, and I and I uh, I'm always just blown away by that because I don't, you know, you, it it means so much to them that they do that. And, uh, without ever having me, you know, I, I have to agree that I mean I've had you know people come up to me with tattoos of me on their body, and one of them I signed, and then the next year the girl came back and had the signature tattooed into her body as well. Yeah, yeah, I said, I've, oh, done oh, I've done that. I've done that. It is amazing. It's a testament to how meaningful uh, our, our world uh, that we we are a part of. Uh, it is to people uh, the, the fact that they would go to those limits. Uh, it, it's, it's all expressing love and enthusiasm for something, and that's sort of humbling for us. It really is. We don't, you know, and I, I want to do a little shout out to Creation too because I mean they've kept this thing going for how many years? Did you say nineteen years, twenty years? Whatever? December will be nineteen years for the Star Trek convention in just in Las Vegas. Wow. Holy mackerel. And, you know, they have brought so much to so many people around the world and uh, given us a, a forum, which is wonderful. Because, you know, Jeff and I have done Shakespeare. We do the Rat Pack. 
music. We do, you know, so so it's sort of so much more what added added uh, add on value that we can bring the fans to it rather than just you know signing autographs or doing Q and A's. So uh, yeah, we sort know, of pioneered that. Said about great. Convention and everybody converging and uh, and meeting new people and uh, catching up. Uh, there's nothing that can replace that human to human connection, but you know. Creation is trying to fill the void a little bit here. Uh, yeah. How very Star Trek it is. How many subspace communications have you watched over the years in Star Trek? And so here we are. This is true. Gentlemen, before and, and, I let you know, I, go ahead. I just want to say that one last thing. I did, uh, you know, the Trekkies and Trekkies 2. Remember that? Yes. Uh, I, was, I was over in Europe and they were shooting the Trekkies 2 thing and they wanted to interview me. I said, yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, long, long story short, I said in the end, I said, you know, 50 years from now, you're not going to be going to, uh, you know, uh, friends conventions or ER conventions, but you still will be going to, to Star Trek conventions because of, of what it means to not only the individual, but to society in general. So uh, we're pretty honored to be member, to, to be part of that whole world. Uh, it's true because we're going to be there in December. Uh, real quick, gentlemen, before I let you go, where can we find you on social media? Well, I'm Jeffrey Combs on Twitter, okay. uh, Facebook. I'm there. Uh, Facebook, I kind of kind of keep it to friends and family. I don't really. No, no, that. Jeff, you got that. You got that Jeff Jeff Combs connection or whatever it is. Did you hear that? Yeah, what? on Facebook. I, you have that Jeff Jeff oh, I have a, connection. I, I can connect to uh, the Deep Space Nine fan club. I do. I, I'm, I'm part no, of you that. got that. I, I copied you one time. I got the Casey Biggs connection. Yeah. You know, because friends and family, I need fans that come in. I direct them to the Casey Biggs connection and uh, on Facebook. And uh, so, I'm so not much of an Instagram person, but I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I should be because it's most. You should be because I'm not much of a Twitter person because it's been so. It's been so sullied in the past. Uh, I, I know it's a difficult <laughs> place uh, yes. to watch your step, but uh, but maybe I should go to visuals so, so go to Instagram. And Indeed, fantastic. Anyway. Casey Biggs, Marcy, and, thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you. So, Je- thanks uh, so much, yeah. Jeff Combs and Casey Biggs. Your Q and A is Sunday, June seventh, and the meet and greet is on uh, June tenth. I will link everybody to where they can sign up for it. Thank you again so much, and it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Hopefully I'll get to see you guys in December. Cheers to one and all. Look forward to it. All right. Take care, gentlemen.